The pages of a book are filled with tales of great adventures, stories of everlasting love, heartbreak, and the classic whodunit. Explore them all with your host, Laura Young. Welcome to Read Astray. Hello, I'm Laura Young, middle school reading teacher and avid reader in general. Welcome to Read Astray, a podcast designated to reviewing books. I'm fortunate to have in the studio with me again, colleague, friend, and reader, Sheila Chaffin. Hi, readers. It's nice to be back. I'm enjoying my time here. In this episode, we will be reviewing a psychological thriller, Good Me, Bad Me by Allie Land. Sheila, you came in Monday morning, I think, and said you loved this book. I did. I sat down Sunday afternoon and read it. The cover was not my favorite to look at, but then when I turned over the back, the first thing it says is Millie's mother is a serial killer, and that had me. (laughs) That's all it took, huh? All it took. Yeah, I thought it was quite good myself, and one of the things I think made it so special was the author's knowledge and deep understanding of the main character. Um, The author, Allie Land, graduated with a degree in mental health, spent a decade working as a child and adolescent mental health nurse, and she's now a full-time writer. This is actually her debut novel, but I think her work with children and adolescents in that mental health field really gave her a good grasp um, to be able to create this main character. Yeah, you could really tell that she'd been there, done that. Mm -hmm. And then because I read the book before I researched her and then I found out what her career was previously. Yeah. So it made a lot of sense. Right. It didn't seem contrived at all. Uh, The story is told through the eyes of 15-year-old Millie, who has just turned her own mother over to the authorities. As Sheila said, Millie's mother's a serial killer, a total psychopath who tortures and murders small children. Through the press, she eventually becomes known as the Peter Pan Killer. She has multiple victims, and Millie is certainly one of them, as well as assaulting her own child emotionally, physically, sexually. The mother ruthlessly grooms Millie and tries to twist her developing mind out of shape. One thing I really enjoyed, I am, I have to admit, I am a huge James Patterson fan. And my Alex Cross is probably one of my favorite characters ever. This was a little like that, but a, a G version. I was glad that we knew of the abuse, but it did not go into detail. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. So you didn't know. You were always guessing exactly what she had done. Um, but Millie made it clear that she had seen more than she ever needed to. Yeah. So I would be comfortable sharing this with my teenager. Yeah. Reading it That's off the shelf. Good point. Uh Millie is, after she turns her mother in, placed in foster care in what appears to be, appears to be an ideal household with her foster father, um, Mike, who is doubling as her therapist. However, the household, I think it's far from stable. The tension between the husband, the wife, the mother, the daughter, the family, the career, just to name a few, were somewhat overwhelming. Did you think this was a great placement for her? You know... That This is the one part of the book that I did not enjoy so much because I thought, okay, Mike, you're a therapist. Come on. You should know what this girl is doing. So I, I wish they, well, who am I? I wish that they would have made those characters a little broader and probably did a little bit more with them. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and I felt like Mike, um, he might have been really good at his job, but he was more concerned with, like, getting the notes on Millie and promoting his own career. Right, instead of doing the job that he was obviously supposed to be doing. Uh So Yeah, so though he promised his family no more foster children, he takes her in. Her case is intriguing and potentially profitable, and he devotes a lot of his time to Millie, um, ignoring his wife and family and all their problems in the process, yet he doesn't see really all that Millie's keeping from him and misses a lot of what's going on around him, in my opinion. Yes, because his daughter, mm, she needed a spanking, but <laughs> she was had some trouble of her own. I think he had a job to do at home. I agree. And the wife as well. I mean, they... They needed some family counseling. Some family counseling. I would have liked to have known a little bit more about the mother's history. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what I what led her daughter to be so, to shun her so much. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Red Astray. I'm Laura and have special guest Sheila with me today. We are your book review host from the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. Did you realize that over time your teeth can go from white to not so bright for a number of reasons? Food and drink, tobacco use, age, and medications, just to name a few. Henson Oakley on West Jackson Street in Cookville offers Zoom teeth whitening for a whiter, brighter smile. Visit Henson Oakley Family Dentistry to see if Zoom teeth whitening is for you. So back to uh, the family. Mike and his wife have a teenage daughter, Phoebe. Um, Phoebe's unaware of Millie's past, uh, so she's, you know, dealing with her own issues, Phoebe is, but she's also very, very jealous of Millie and the time that her father is spending with her. Um, she is, Phoebe is, a master at bullying and manipulation, does it to everybody around her, I think, her friends, her family, and she decides to punish Millie by making her already difficult life absolutely miserable. She does a very good job of it. Little <laughs> does she know. Payback. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, just reading her character, I, I, I could, I felt like she was real. You know, I, I've yes. seen girls and children like this, this manipulative type, and she had plenty of followers and plenty of people to do her bidding, I guess, in a way. Um, she's just as manipulative and twisted i think as millie's mother i'm not as evil and you know but she is manipulative and she is twisted and she is certainly wreaking havoc in millie's life um she tortures everyone from her own mother to millie anyone who shows a weakness and is not part of her personal fan club it, which amazes me that she had a fan club but i guess with her beauty yes. and her money we see that so much, the entitlement. Yes. So she had followers. Like the mean girls kind of thing. Yes, yeah. that's it. Um, the voice of Millie's mother is, uh, it's a constant running through Millie's mind, planting seeds of doubt. And it's its absolutely chilling uh, the way Millie kind of shifts from being in the present to hearing her mother um, The doubts include but are not limited to how much Millie herself had to do with the murders and whether or not she is just like her mother or if she has the ability to be good. Millie wants to be good, tells us she wants to be good, 
but wonders if it's a feasible possibility or if she's genetically or behaviorally predisposed to be bad. Yes, and the character, even though you know she probably has some problems, you see a few of the problems coming, you still kind of rooted for her, and she was very likable. She was, and you got the sense that she really was trying to push away all this bad and try to be good. Yes, it's like the devil and the angel on your shoulders that you see in commercials. The struggle, the The internal struggle. I know, and it seemed like a lot of the time the angel was winning there. Yes. Yes. On top of everything, a psychologically damaged Millie is under the additional pressure of being prepared for the court case. Uh, Millie's having nightmares and sleepless nights, and she invites sympathy and compassion but at the same time kind of terrifies the H-E double hockey sticks out of you (laughs) as her darker instincts kind of ooze through these defenses. And then they throw in the neighbor. I forgot about the little neighbor girl that came over. Oh, I did too. The one that kind of hung out in the street. Yes, and sat on a wall, and they kind of threw that in. So that kind of helped with the developing of Millie and her struggle and seeing that she may be taking after her mother. Maybe, yeah. Um, She is definitely one of the most complex characters I've read recently. Um, I think it's tough enough being a teenager, but to have a serial killer for a mom, too. Uh, How does a kid even begin to know how she should feel or act around others, you know, after living with a a killer? I felt myself uh, really, as you said, really liking Millie and wanting the best for her, but at the same time kind of wondering which side of her was in control. Right, And and it just was a moment to moment thing. So although I am so over a book series, come on, we need new books, I really am kind of rooting for a sequel to this one just to see where she ends up. Although I thought it was predictable a little bit. Right. You knew kind of what was going to end up happening. I still think there's another story to be told. That's a good thought. I wonder if she will come out with another one. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, she certainly has the ability. I think her writing was tremendous, and uh, her background in that mental health field shows um, her knowledge of mental health shows that having a serial killer for a mother is not a prerequisite for exhibiting socio or psychopathic tendencies because I think Phoebe had some tendencies of her own, and her parents definitely didn't fall into that category. So maybe we will see a sequel and, you know, get a definitive future for these guys. I'm hoping maybe if the author's listening, she will do that for us. Allie Land, if you're out there. (laughs) Write a book, another one. (laughs) Well, overall, I considered this a compulsive read. Sheila, you said you finished it in one afternoon. Yes, I loved it. Yeah, the subject matter is dark, um, but as you said, it doesn't go into too much graphic, gory detail. Um, the character development is spot on, making the plot believable and enjoyable. Anyone who's a fan of psychological thrillers such as Gone Girl or Girl on a Train or The Girl in Cabin 10 or any of those girl books <laughs> would find this unputdownable. Oh, I like that word. Is that a new one? Yeah, I just made that one up. I like it. It's impressive. (laughs) Thanks, Sheila. Thanks for joining me today, Sheila. And thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Uh, 
I'm open to book recommendations. I'm looking for another one right now. So you can access me through social media. Tune in again next time for another book review. And until then, happy reading. You've been listening to Red Astray. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. 